0: Every year, I ask the Lord, okay, what do you want me to speak to these kids? And the Lord gives me a word. He'll just give me one word, this word, that word, whatever. Well, in 2005, the word that the Lord gave me was the word light. It was the only word he gave me, it was just the word light. That was going to be the theme for the year. And then that year had been particularly stressful in in a variety of ways with, with certain things and And I had had done little to no preparation whatsoever to stand up in front of a thousand kids and to teach them about this word light until I stood up on Monday of the first week of camp and I went to the first time the word light shows up in the word of God. It's in Genesis 1, verse 3. And it says this, and then God said, let there be light. I want you to catch this for a second. I'm going to tie it exactly around to where Rob, was sharing from Isaiah, the very first time recorded in Scripture that it indicates that God spoke, the first thing he said was, let there be light. Genesis 1-3, well, if you fast forward into John 1-1, John 1-1 is in the beginning God. It's just like Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God, and the last time we saw in the beginning God, just a few statements later, he said, let there be light, and when light came, life happened. Well, in John 1.1, 1, 1, he says, in the beginning was what? The Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt. Who is it talking? It's talking about Jesus. Well, that's interesting because Jesus himself, in John 8.12, he says, I am the light. I am the light. And that's exactly what it was being said in Isaiah. I am Yeshua. I am the light of salvation. So the Word is Jesus, and light is Jesus. The Word is light. Jesus is the light of the world. In Matthew, it says an interesting thing. In Matthew, Jesus said to the people, you are the light of the world. Well, I'm confused. Who's the light of the world? Are you the light of the world, or am I? No, Jesus is the light of the world, and then when you know him as your personal Savior, you are the light of the world because you're carrying the representation of Jesus around. I know it's weird. Like, really? Sinful as I am? I understand. And that's God's amazing grace. He uses broken, fallen people to take His light around the world. That's how He works. What I learned in 2005 was that there's power in speaking God's Word. What I I learned is, and, and, and intuitively we know, if the lights in this room go off, there's darkness. When light comes on, darkness has to leave there's not a question about it there's no dispute there's no argument there's no there's no negotiation time going on when the light comes on the darkness has to go there's no question so if jesus is the light and he is the word what i learned in 2005 was if you want power you need to speak god's word because let me tell you something i heard god's word growing up you can hear god's word all day long and it won't change your life it's good you need to hear it But hearing alone is not enough. What we see in in Romans 10 is this. The Bible says that with the heart one believes. And with what? The mouth one confesses, resulting in salvation. So what I've told the kids over the years is this. Every single Monday, and the Grishams who've been to camp, and Holly who works for us, and my wife Susan who's here, who is there every, every summer, They hear this again and again. What I tell the kids on Monday morning is this, kids, I'm so excited you're here at camp. God's got a special word for you. And again, every year it's different. Grace was one year, faith was another year. This year, the message is Abba, Father, God is your daddy. I can't wait to preach that one this summer. But I tell the kids this, I said, but I want you to know something. God's got a word for you. And this Bible, according to Hebrews 4, verse 12, it is living and active. This is not just words on a page. It's alive. It's God's word, and it has light, and it can chase away the darkness. But, you, but I said, let me tell you something. There's four things that have to happen. If you want power, the power of God's word transforming you. Four things, and I walk the kids through this. Number one, you've got to hear the word of God. If you don't hear the word of God, you won't know. But. Hearing is, uh, is just part of it, because after hearing, you need to know the Word of God. You need to understand it. You need to actually, and I, I do these motions with these kids. You need to understand the Word of God. If you don't understand, ask the teachers, ask the counselors. For you guys here in Grace Community, you've got pastors, you've got teachers, you've got elders. Ask. I, I've heard what you said, but I don't understand that. You have to, under, you have to understand, but, but number three, kids, you've got to, know, you've got to believe with your heart. You see, here's the problem. When Luke 9.23 came to me, I was like, oh, I don't believe that. Not me. That's not for me. You can use that with other people, but don't use that with me. You must receive and believe God's Word. But then the final and fourth thing, and I tell the kids every single week, every single summer, since 05, you must speak the Word of God. You must actually articulate and speak because it is living and active. I want to give you a, a couple of short illustrations, and then I'm going to wrap up with a, with a video. So, as we had each year of camp, and the themes were different, when um, uh, the Grishams first came, the theme was freedom in Christ, believing what the gospel says about who you are. The next year, the, the theme the Lord gave me, the word. I said, God, what is the word for 2008? And the Lord said, the word is peace. like, all right, Peace. Okay, you got to flesh that one out for me, God. Don't worry, I got you. Over time, as we got closer to closer to camp, the Lord really revealed that the message that year was going to be Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down and be pastures." I had this conversation with God. I said, okay, I'm a little bit, this is going to be difficult, God. So let me get this right. You want me to talk to those kids who are in that kind of a life, who are being raped, abused, beaten, set aside, despised, unwanted. You want me to tell them the Lord is your shepherd. You know what God said? He said, no, I don't want you to do that at all. Because that's not what my word says. My word doesn't say the Lord is your shepherd. My word says the Lord is my shepherd. I want you to tell them. I want them to speak out that phrase. The Lord is my shepherd and I, but God, they want everything. They want, I mean, they lack everything. Make them lie down. He makes me lie. I mean, that's like it it already has happened. But God, they're not lying down in green pastures. They're not walking beside still waters. Goodness and mercy does not follow them every day of their life. Well, you got to help them turn the light on. Because my word says the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. And so I was like, all right, and I'm, you're in charge. So, so that's what I did. I told the kids. Kids, you see, you, you can't just hear the word. You got to understand, you got to believe, but you got to speak it. And what I want you to say is I want you to say, the Lord is my shepherd. And I would have the kids raise their hands. and say, okay, repeat them, The Lord is my shepherd. And I have a thousand kids doing that. And I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside. You see, what's happening is they're speaking into the truth of the word. So often in our lives, we we hope and pray and wish and want. Just just believe God's word and speak it. Because it's alive. So the kids did that and I, I would come to Friday. Towards the end of the week and as we got to the end of the passage... And what does it say towards the end? It says, you know, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. You just saw where these kids dwell. That's where they dwell. On the streets, in houses where that that first girl, the drunken fist, you know, that's what the uncle will just finish their problems on the kid. I'm so angry at life, and I'm just going to beat you. But... No, tell them to say, surely, indeed, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So I told them to say that. And as I was preaching this to the kids, I actually, God impressed upon me. He says, I want you to tell them to do something. I mean, I'm literally on stage preaching, and God's speaking to me, and he tells me to tell them this, and so I do. I would learned a long time ago my lesson that I, I'm not here to speak my words. I'm here to speak his word. So I told the kids, I said, all right, today's Friday, camp is over. You're going to be going back to your places. But as you go back to your places, as we finish the last part of Psalm 23 and understand the peace that God brings in our life, as you go back to your place, before you walk into wherever you're staying, with that uncle, with that aunt, whatever it is, wherever you are, before you walk in, are you, are you with me, kids? Before you walk in, I want you to stand outside the door, and I want you to say it out loud. If you don't speak it out, you see, because, you know, we can think God's Word all the day long. I don't know how it works. I really don't understand, but I do understand that God's Word is living and active, and I do understand that God didn't think creation into being. He spoke creation into being. I said, before you walk in, I want you to stand, and I want you to say, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I I, I said, before you go in, I want you to walk around the outside. And I want you to say, the Lord is my shepherd. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And then come to the front before you step over. Say it again. Then when you go in the house, there's only like one bedroom, maybe two. Not like two bedrooms, of us, Two rooms. A combined kitchen thing. But in many cases, there's just one room about the size of right here. Maybe divided by one little wall. And say, go into each room, one or two, whatever. The Lord is my shepherd and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. So, off they go. This was Friday. I don't see anything because we have another group of kids the next week. Well, we got word later, random, from one of our workers uh, in the slum communities where our kids live. And they came up to me and said, Greer, I I had a little girl who was at camp uh, last week and uh eight eight year old girl and she came running up to me on saturday she saw me on saturday she came running up she, she says um teacher 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 she said re- remember yesterday when when uncle greer they, they call everyone uncle or aunt just that's the culture when, when uncle greer when, when he when he said to say the lord is my shepherd and i will dwell on the house of the lord and remember remember he told us to walk around yes i remember well i i did it i did it i did it last night and let me tell you what happened of course our our worker in the compound our, in the slums like Tell me what, what happened. So last night, well actually this morning, this morning, three ladies came to the door. And they knocked at the door and I, I went to the door and, and these three ladies, this is what they said to me. This is an eight-year-old girl. That what they said to me was this they said, tell us something. We are we are witch doctors here in this community. And every night we go wherever we want. This is what they do. They, they actually literally just go in houses that have no locks and scare the heebie-jeebies out of them so the next day you come and, you know, pay them to basically leave you alone and take the curse away or whatever. That's just how they do it. They said, they said, we're witch doctors here. And we can go everywhere we want. Every night we go different places. Last night we came to this house. We tried to come in this house. We were not able to do it. We don't know why. This little eight-year-old girl said, ha <laughs> Because the Lord is my shepherd and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the Lord's house. That's why you couldn't come in last night. These three women said, please tell us about this Lord. An eight-year-old girl led three witch doctor ladies to the Lord 45 minutes later. Because she just believed the word of God. You see, the, the Bible says, you know what? The problem with all of us is we're adults love you kids the big people in the room we we're adults and you know what we don't take god's word at face value and god says you really want to know how it works in my economy you get like the kids because they just believe they just have faith they just take me at my word you guys you negotiate with me you you pick and choose which verses you like yep guilty here you pick and choose which verses you like only the ones you want whenever you want them. The kids, they just take it all for face value. And I love it because I'm, I'm their father. We later had another, just this last year, had a girl who was walking home to, from the bus place to her place and three men jumped out, grabbed her, pulled her into the bush. Are we going to rape her? And she said, Stop! The Lord is my God. And I am his child. These three men just backed up like this and walked away. What, am I, what I want to communicate to you today, you have to believe that God's word is alive and active, And there's power in it. But thinking God's word Hearing God's word, that's great. Understanding is good. Believing is better. Speaking is best. And that's what he wants to do. You must confess with your mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord. I want to show you this last video of a girl who came to camp in 2008. Seven first and then eight. And I, the story I just shared about the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, this girl still remembers very profoundly. I'll let her tell you her story, but what I want you to get again is that, as Pastor Rob was saying, how hardships might actually lead to benefit. Indeed, Romans eight twenty eight. For we know that God causes all things. Don't don't think. Speak. We know God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love Him, are called according to His purpose. I think you'll see in this illustration of this young lady how in the midst of her hardships, it actually led to benefit because she believed God's Word and she spoke God's Word. The Lord is my shepherd. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Let's watch this.